Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 92 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, we've got a lot of news this week, which is great because uh, we we don't have any Overwatch to go over this past weekend, uh, just some predictions. But luckily, Overwatch League blessed us with some some big news this week, exciting things about playoffs and the future of Overwatch League. I'm excited to get into it. It looks pretty, it's looking pretty good. Um, but me and Joe were just talking about it before this, before we started, because it's a, it's a, it's some weird news that we're leading off with. I didn't expect to have to talk about, but um, <laughs> Guangzhou Charge is, has been sponsored by uh, Herbalife Nutrition. And if you don't know what that is, it's a pyramid scheme, straight up. Uh, I'll be straight up about it. It is a pyramid scheme. <laughs> um yeah, it's uh, the company notoriously. It's just an awful company, and now their logo is is plastered like over almost everything you see on their Twitter. It's, and it's very weird to see because it's only they're they're like the only sponsor on some of these graphics that they're posting. And it's like oh. I only I only just noticed this original tweet. Um, just describes it's their their primary sponsor and official nutrition partner for the next three years. Oh. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, I mean, and you got people in the thread on Reddit talking about how, like awful how awful the company is overall, um, and apparently they're not too good at nutrition actually, um, <laughs> because they have been fined for using dodgy chemicals, toxic ingredients, and other damaging ingredients. Uh, some people have had liver failure from from using their their products. So, yeah, I, I really hope I hope the Guangzhou Charge players are not actually using this stuff. <laughs> Please. Yeah, there's a uh, 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 John Oliver did a good video on them. I think. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Sometime in the past, <laughs> but uh, yeah, very very interesting choice, <laughs> and uh, one that we'll be seeing more of. It sounds like. And this was right after I gained so much respect for the Guangzhou Charge with their <laughs> with their win, Joe, and now they are throwing that respect away. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, it is very weird seeing that because their logo is just like since it's their main sponsor, it's just on every graphic they're posting, and it's like this looks so weird. Uh, God, very weird. Um, I get. <laughs> I guess we have different Guangzhou charge news, which doesn't involve Herbalife, um, and that they signed Crystal to a two-way contract. Uh, former Hangzhou charge, Hangzhou spark player, <laughs> not Hangzhou charge. <laughs> I forgot their name for a second. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that should be another fine addition, I imagine. Um, I didn't know Guangzhou still had a contenders team. Joe, do you know how many of the Asian teams still have contenders teams? I know about NA. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I know, um, you know, obviously like none or hardly. I think it's like Boston. I think is the only yeah. um, North American team that still has a, a an academy team. But um, but yeah, no, no, I didn't. Uh, uh, we, we wasn't quite aware of that. But I think more interesting to me is just. Um, um, that they signed Crystal at all, Crystal at all. Yeah. <laughs> like they looked at the, the player in that history and like yeah no let's do it but, <laughs> yeah I don't know <laughs> um, 
some trivia if you go on Wikipedia about crystals that uh, his jersey number seven is a reference to Cristiano Ronaldo. So uh, he wanted he wanted to be number seven so he could become the Overwatch Ronaldo, uh, but that did not quite happen. Not quite happen. If I if I if if I knew more about soccer, I would make some <laughs> some joke soccer joke, but I can't. <laughs> I just can't. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I literally know nothing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's, that's, I guess there's the Guangzhou charge news for the week. Um, oh yeah, Spree ended up leaving Houston, uh, on his own terms. It, it was his choice. He, he's moving on. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, Spree has not, I don't, he, at the beginning of the season, he seemed like he was a big part of this team, uh, especially last year. He was a big part of this team, kind of pushing cool Matt out of the way at flex tank. Uh, and at the beginning of the season, it seemed like he would be that, uh, once again, but he, he slowly sort of, uh, found himself out of this lineup. I'd say as we've gone on in the season. So it's not unexpected that at this point, I don't think Azaria was pretty nuts, <laughs> but, uh, besides that, I don't think anyone was too impressed by, uh, any of the rest of his hero pool. Uh, is, yeah, yeah. That, that was, that was getting my comment that, uh, um, some high doubt we're going to see very much Zarya yeah. <laughs> here in the next while, um, which is unfortunate, but you know, yeah. together we're strong and all that. Yeah. Uh, I have been seeing a lot of Zarya in my comp games recently, Joe, which is as frustrated me because whenever the Zarya is on my team, um, she's very bad. The Zarya is very bad on my team, but on the other team, that Zarya is carrying the team. Um, I, I don't know what it is. I've just seen it a ton lately. It's frustrating me. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's my mini rant on Zarya, I guess, because I've I've actually been playing a lot of Overwatch lately, which we'll get into more later, probably. But um, yeah, next we had we had a lot of good Overwatch League news in general, um, because John Spector went on to the subreddit, the competitive Overwatch subreddit, and made a post, uh, almost a week ago now. Uh, basically updating all the fans about where where they want to go in t- not only for the rest of 2020, but in uh, 2021 as well. Uh, and basically saying, hey, everyone seems to love these tournaments, the Mele- Melee Summer Showdown, all that stuff. So we are definitely going to format the 2021 season um, somewhat like we have been here in this uh here in these times this season so that's exciting i think everyone likes that everyone missed stage playoffs and stuff like that a ton so i think everyone is going to be super excited he gave a little little update vague update on playoffs which we got a lot more details on later so we'll talk about that a little bit later um and then he briefly mentioned hero pools and how they're going to be taking a look at it again, how they like this iteration the best, the two weeks uh, on, two weeks off, but they're going to look at it some more to figure out what the best uh, best thing to do is. Joe, what do you think about all this? Have you been enjoying the tournaments? Do you think this is the way to go forward? How do you think like they could fit the tournaments in with travel if that is a possibility next year? What do you, what do you think of this post overall? Yeah, I mean, um, just like in terms of trying to fit into like the weird season that we have, um, just because of virus stuff and all that. Um, I, I think yeah, the um, settling on this format was definitely 
uh, a good way to go. Like with all the other changes that have been being put through this season, like to have uh, to have that kind of consistency was was absolutely good. Um, but even just in general, that excuse me, um, uh, the, the, yeah, have, have the tournaments and have that kind of regular structure is is good. Um, if we get to a point where there's some kind of traveling, you know, you could even do. Um, you know, a couple weekends in one place. Um, going around like, uh, I think it was, uh, you, you know, somebody even, um, in that Reddit thread talking about, you know, you could, um, you know, lengthen home stands for a while. Um, and you, you know, have everybody play, uh, one of these monthly tournaments in Dallas, for example, or or something like that. But um, but yeah, absolutely. Just in terms of like maintaining hype when um people were starting to get um like tired of or like like drained by uh the hero pools constantly changing and um l- losing some consistency but to have to have something consistent over the week or over the you know a couple weeks to to play for was has been super nice and um i mean it's led to a couple of the best um the several of the best Overwatch matches that have like happened in the last year, year and a half, um, have been you know in these in these monthly tournaments. But so yeah, absolutely to keep doing that. Um, and of course, when this was posted, you know, a nice little tidbit of you know playoff stuff is coming. Um, Hero pool, you know, ideas we're still working with. Um, it was good to hear. And then, like we said, we we got the full. Um, we got the full playoff rundown too, but, um, but yeah. In the meantime, I think it's it's definitely definitely a good decision that, um, you know, a good read of the community, um, to interpret the tournaments that way and to interpret their um their reception that way. Because yeah, I think it was definitely, um, definitely a success for what they wanted to do. Yeah, I think twenty twenty has been like a huge step forward for the league in general as far as listening to the community goes. Uh, and I think it was, they, they came into the year sort of wanting to do that. I even blizzard themselves, like Jeff and the team, uh, just for non, non overwatch esports stuff, just general overwatch stuff. They seem like they came into the year being like, okay, let's start just listening to community feedback a lot. Um, and that seems like what John Spector's doing a ton uh, and everyone's liking the tournament formats. I I think that could be super interesting if they do like a homestand or even just like a homestand for the tournament itself, just like set up and sort of name the tournaments after cities. You could even do like the San Francisco showdown, stuff like that. Um, the only issue I see with that is like if you go to Boston and Boston gets kicked out right away, are you are the fans going to keep going to the games or are they just going to be like, oh, Boston's already out. I don't really care anymore and not, not stay at the arena, uh, which could be concerning, but yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see where they land there. Uh, mixing travel with this tournament format, because I, I think this tournament format's uh, really cool and clearly people would have missed it if the whole season was just no stages and just a, just a season throughout. So, glad they landed on this and yeah i have no i'm gonna let them fix hero pools themselves i think this this is fine but i i I don't know i could go without hero pools i'm not sure 
Well, I'll just let them discuss that one themselves. But yeah, let's get into playoffs, Joe, because they John Spector talked about it, but now we have we got full details on the Overwatch League website now. Uh, they're going to start Thursday, September 3rd. Uh, and basically everyone makes everyone's gonna make playoffs kind of technically. Um because I don't think they're like considering they're considering some of these like qualifier games not really playoffs. Um, but basically everyone is going to have a chance to make it to playoffs as far as NA goes. They have a lot more sort of qualifying games um, where basically seeds, it looks like seeds eight through 13 are going to, or no, not eight. Is it eight, seven through 13? I can't tell. Um, oh no, I think it, see, these graphics are confusing to me on this website, Joe. I think it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of set up similar to 10 through 13, maybe. Um, I mean, the, the, the lowest or the, the smallest number seed, uh, shown in this particular graphic is six. Um, but they've, they've kind of set it up similar to, um, some of these monthly tournament stuff in that. Uh, once we get to the end of the season, they'll they'll seed all the teams based on record and uh, maybe other, maybe things other than record too. Uh, no, just based on record with tiebreakers applied if necessary. Um, and then um, the the teams with uh, the best records, they sort of have them grouped into tiers again in these bracket graphics, um, where like uh, in Asia, the number one and number two seed. Um, would only have to win um, two games um, if they were if they were gonna uh, come out with the APAC crown. Yep. Um, for North America, you'd only have to win three as one of the top four seeds. But um, but yeah, play in playing in a tournament and then, um, which I guess, like you said, is in September sometime. Um, and then they'll tell you, they'll take the top two from North America and the top two from Asia. Um, and come up with it's like a final four, which I'm sure they will refer to as the final four, <laughs> probably. Cause, cause, or, or maybe I guess maybe they'll intentionally not call it the final four because it's I don't know how much copyrighted that is. But, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But uh, but yeah, we'll go from twenty to four, and uh, then what happens? Yeah, and then then those four teams are gonna meet in Asia to play, not in person though. Apparently, it will still be online, but. The two NA teams are going to go in Asia so that they can play on reasonable ping. Um, but apparently, according to tweets all over that I've seen all over my timeline, they are not going to be playing in person or in an arena um, or on LAN. It's going to still be online. But uh, we'll finally get to see some North American teams face off against some Asian teams, which is what we needed for this playoffs to work, honestly. Um, I, I think they settled on something really great here. I love the format. Um, yeah, according to, I mean, it, me, of course, I work for the Uprising, so I have some behind-the-scenes thoughts. According to some players on Discord, there are a lot of people who are a little upset that um, that every team basically gets to make the playoffs, even though they're not going to call it the playoffs. Every team has basically made it to the postseason. Uh, there were some players in like higher seeded teams that were like, "Yeah, this is kind of unfair. Why did why did we play the whole season if if it didn't really matter?" But it does matter. You get a pretty big advantage. You get a pretty hefty advantage 
uh, if you did well during the season. So, uh, yeah, I think it's all good. I think this season was so weird that this is the one season where it's almost acceptable to me that every team makes the playoffs, honestly, um, because not everyone played each other. It's just been a weird season overall. So I'm fine with it for this year, but if next year, if they do it again, I'm kind of going to be like, okay, yeah, maybe we should not let everyone make it. Uh, cause then the season just falls flat then. Cause everyone's like, Oh, this doesn't matter that much then for playoffs at least. Uh, but yeah, that should be super exciting. I, I wish it, I wish they could have got an arena, but that's absolutely fine. Um, at least we get to see uh, the top two North American teams, top two Asian teams. Joe, I'm going to catch you off guard right now. If you had to predict right now, who are who who is your final four? Mm. Yeah, that's difficult. And well, because my other comment about that was going to be uh, that with uh, with North America. Uh, and you've you've got the pool there of um, almost twice as many teams um, in North America competing for two spots versus uh, only two spots from Asia. I thought that was an interesting choice. Yeah, um, I think it. I think it evens just, out. I, I think it evens out mainly because uh, I think I still think APAC is just a better, just has better teams in it. So I think it. Yeah, I think it kind of evens itself I, out. And, <laughs> Yeah, I would tend to agree. I mean, my question then would become, you know, are, um, are the Asian teams twice as better as North America? <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Because uh, they, they could send, you know, they could make it a, a five-team yeah. bracket even and just have, you know, have a qualifier there at the end. But um, anyway, um, but that being said, yeah, Final Four, oof. Um, I mean, Asia, in Asia, it's it's easier to say probably Shanghai and Guangzhou, um, which is significant. Like, you know, even early this season, I don't know that I would have called it, um, called it for Guangzhou. Um, um, but, and of course, you know, we'll, we'll have to see how they play in July too. But, um, and then from North America, you know, we've got, um, we, with the recent explosion of, of Paris <laughs> uh, into the thing. Well, which, and, and saying that reminds me of how uh, Florida exploded in May and then didn't quite in June. So we'll have to, again, it's, it's all about consistency for lots of these top teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but with this, you know, recent explosion of Paris, you know, we've got at least three um, really solid um, top North American teams right now in, in Paris, shock and Philly. Um, I mean, you know, if if it's uh, uh, if if July ends up uh, playing out the way this summer showdown did, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, uh, personally, uh, you know, I would I would hope to see Paris and Philly again, but uh, you know, it's <laughs> we got a long way um, to go until then. And again, um, this next month is just going to be about um, building building. I mean consistency for for lots of these uh, lots of these top tier teams, but you know make sure that um, they're actually intending to make it all the way. Yeah, I, uh, it's going to be super interesting to see who comes out top for this countdown cup uh, because it's been a lot more consistent in APAC, but in NA it's super inconsistent between like the, the summer showdown and the main melee uh, to the point where it's like 
I it's so hard to predict NA right now. Uh, but I would love like Philly Paris are just put on a show every time they're playing each other. I would love to see them both make it. Uh, but I'm as far as my predictions go for APAC, I'm going to go Shanghai and Seoul. Seoul, those players are always seem to turn up uh, when it comes to playoffs, especially season one. So I'm going to pick Seoul here in a little bit of a upset. I mean, Seoul super inconsistent this year, obviously, but at times they have looked like the best team in APAC. So definitely plausible. Uh, but I, I don't know if it's going to happen. Uh, but yeah, that's. If you want to look at more, if you want a visual, it's instead of us just explaining it, definitely go to overwatchleague.com and check out all the details there on playoffs. We'll definitely be covering those uh, September 3rd. Oh, we forgot to mention there is going to be a big break in the middle of playoffs uh, to properly quarantine the two North American teams that have to travel to Asia. So a little bit of a break in between the playoffs, but still should be. A lot of hype surrounding that Final Four and leading up to it should be exciting. Absolutely, but yeah, that's the, it's a good decision for everybody involved. I would think. Of course, I think I think it's the decision they have to make. I'm pretty sure because yeah. um, all those Asian countries have that have rules like that right now, where people do have to quarantine for that long. I'm pretty sure if they're going to Korea, definitely. I'm not sure about China though. Um, but yeah. As far as the rest of news goes, McCree lost his noose spray this week, which uh, makes a lot of sense based off of um, lots of ongoing things in the country right now. Um, I, I, I think some people were pretty sad about it, but they understand. I think everyone's been pretty understanding about it. And um, the noose spray is like just a is a horseshoe that says uh, bad luck. Bad I luck. Think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I think some about you know the horseshoe is supposed to be like right side up for its good luck, so it's upside down. Uh, and it says bad luck. Yeah, well, I mean, it makes sense to me. I got nothing else to say, but I mean, I I never play Mercury, so I never used the spray anyways. But I could see the meme ability, yeah, it of it, I guess. Yeah, I just thought that was notable for uh, uh for, for mentioning that. I guess we could have put that in the patch notes. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> there was a patch recently, but uh, uh, we will get to that. Yeah, right now. After all. Right now, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, there was a patch um, with a with a new challenge, too, Joe, if you want to get into that stuff. Yeah, so um, it started out on, um, I believe it was earlier this week, um, pulling up the date, and the date is July 12th. So, yeah, on Monday, um, or Sunday even, uh, Overwatch said, hey, we're going to come out with um, the official soundtracks um, to all of the Overwatch maps. Um, and they're going to release it on a bunch of different music platforms, uh, which I believe they have not done, uh, which is super cool. As somebody who is a fan of music and also a fan of Overwatch, <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> that you can um, go now and listen to um, all of the, the not the theme songs that sounds weird, but like the the themes for for all of the Overwatch maps, um, uh, which is cool. It's on YouTube and um, a bunch of different places it's called uh, Overwatch Cities and Countries. Uh, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. 
But then also, yeah, so they announced, uh, hey, we're going to have a new character challenge, uh, just like they've done for for so many other heroes now. Um, I can't even list them all. (laughs) Wait, real quick, Joe. Uh, Real quick, Joe. What's your favorite uh, map song? My favorite map song? Ooh. (laughs) I like... Um... I do, off the top of my head, I I like the one for Busan. Mm, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not sure I could tell you why, but it's it's good music. I like it. <laughs> I think uh, my um, my favorite's Oasis lately. I've been banging that one. Um, yeah, I think someone posted their tier list on the sub on the competitive Overwatch subreddit, and uh, Jeff Kaplan responded himself and was upset that Havana was not an S tier. <laughs> Oh yeah, because in fact, wasn't that uh, it was like a pro did that or something, wasn't it? I can't. I, I can't remember. I didn't. I didn't notice who did it. I was. I was just looking at the tier list. But yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I think I remember seeing that. But um, you can go right make your own tier list of Overwatch music right now. <laughs> um, it's online. Go listen to it. But um, yes, and related then to this new Sigma event, um, since Sigma's whole thing is music. Um, lore-wise, not really in the game at all, but <laughs> um, but his whole thing is music, and so they have a character challenge for him from July 14th through 27th, uh, so from this past Monday um, for a couple weeks. Um, I didn't bother to look. So yeah, Tuesday through two Mondays from now, so two weeks long. Um and it's exactly the same as they've done in the past. So you can watch participating streams for nine hours um, and you'll get some um, sprays uh, with like the hand-drawn art from whoever it is um, of different Overwatch characters playing music. So that's kind of cool, including I think there's there's one of Sigma, but there's um, several other sprays as well. And... Um, then if you win nine games um, in arcade or quick play or competitive uh, between now and the 27th, um, you will win a new Sigma skin uh, with a Sigma Maestro skin, uh, but also a legendary emote, um, which is Sigma... Um, he's like conducting an orchestra sort of thing. Um, and then I think it's a player icon, um, as per usual. Uh, the the Sigma Maestro uh, player icon, but it's super cool and it's a, actually a really nice skin, um, and um, <laughs> and really fitting for him too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so that so that came out on the fourteenth, uh, which also came with a live patch. So I guess before before we get into the patch, because there's not tons of stuff, but do you have any anything to say about the? Oh yeah, Sigma Maestro Challenge. You know, I already have it. You know, I already, I already got that skin. Uh, I've been grinding some Sigma lately, Joe. I've been loving my Sigma. Um, yeah, I've really. I, I didn't play Sigma too much just because I was. I, I was. I didn't know how to play him. <laughs> I was scared to play him because my rank has. Ever since I returned to Overwatch, my rank has been awful. I think I. They placed me silver, even though I was. I've been plat most of my Overwatch competitive career. So they really want me to grind back up. Uh, so I was not touching Sigma because I was like, I need to 
play heroes I'm good at so I can get back to plat. Finally, just decided to try Sigma out, and I love him so much. Oh, my God. I, it has made me fully love playing Overwatch lately. Just playing Sigma has been tons of fun. Um, and I love the skin. I already have it, and I, I spam the emote as well. Uh, so, yeah, great challenge. There you go. Um, and yes, so came in with a live patch on uh, July 14th um, with looks like no actual balance changes, um, but we do have the career profile um, improvements have gone through. So you can sort your player icons on the live server now. Very exciting. Yes, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> um, as well as. Um, I mean that's basically it. The bunch of, bunch of bug fixes um, for for heroes. The the crab claw wrecking ball thing got got patched out. Um, excuse me. <coughs> the wrecking ball clap, crab claw thing got patched out, um, which people were disappointed about. Yeah. Um, but uh, but that's the thing, and in fact. So I'm trying to see where the. I is that a is that a PTR patch that that came out with yeah so okay there was also a PTR patch, yep. uh, so. Uh, so yeah, a couple small things on live, but then, um, on July fifteenth there was a PTR patch that came out, um, adding a priority requeue. Uh, for backfield games, which I believe might have existed already, uh, but it's still on the PTR. <laughs> They're still testing it. Um, so if you uh, if you finish a game where you have backfilled um, after the game's already started, then you've got a priority uh, priority queue for the next game. So hopefully you'll get in there quicker. Um, now in your custom games on the PTR, you can make any number of players on team one versus team two uh up to a total number of 12 uh so you can do you know 1v11 for example um so that's exciting um <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh and a bunch of workshop changes so you know combined with that people have been going crazy um and particularly the most the most interesting one that i'm sure people are interested in is the um the hero scale one, which so you've seen, um, giant Torbjorn, whatever, um, <laughs> going around the map. It's because it's a that's a workshop thing you can do now. Um, so you could do a one v eleven boss battle, for example. Ooh, that'd be fun. Uh, and I'm sure that exists already. Yeah, yeah all, uh, all the giant the giant heroes have been hilarious, and the small heroes. It's it's very funny. I can't wait for some more insane workshop stuff to come out of this one. Absolutely. And, you know, and that'll go to live too, eventually. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Forgot this was, a, <laughs> forgot uh, this was just PTR. Yeah. I mean, you can still play it and, and you can transfer the codes too once that batch goes to live. So it's not so bad. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, cool patches all around there. Very nice. Uh, yeah, uh, exciting stuff. No, no uh, changes yet. Uh, but I think Jeff said that there are two experimental patches incoming pretty soon, 
which are yeah one of which is going to be um apparently some changes to moira and genji and uh he mentioned those two specifically yeah um, um and what the other one's like a failed experiment that they had um yeah which we don't know what that is but that'll be interesting to see <laughs> yeah uh should be interesting but it seems like experimental is is where we're seeing all the uh the changes that are not bug fixes are new features. So, um, as far as balancing goes, we'll have to wait for the experimental patch for people wanting Genji to get nerfed, I guess. Um, which I imagine he will be, uh, because it seems like he's very overtuned, but this weekend we'll still have an overtuned Genji. (laughs) Um, we'll be, it'll be on this patch, but there were no balance changes. So nothing, is really going to change? Uh, there were there were four balance changes. Oh, on this on this. Oh, it links to this July fourteenth one. Were there four balance? Changes? Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Well, so this is the patch that came out on June thirtieth. Uh-huh. Um, is now newly going to be added to the Overwatch League. Um, this weekend. Ooh. With a nerf to Ash's Dynamite cooldown. Uh, changes to Diva, uh, where she can move faster while shooting. Um. Uh, decreased defense matrix cooldown, um, decreased activation delay on the micro missiles, um, and a couple changes for Junkrat, um, uh, which probably won't be significant for his playtime, I wouldn't think. But notably, uh, this is the patch also that brings the changes for Brig, um, that she can no longer overheal oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, with her armor, um, and her shield got reworked a bit too. So, so that'll be really interesting to see how. Uh, teams end up playing with her yeah we we've been seeing a good amount of briggs so it'll be interesting to see if, if we see less or or what we see on ladder i'm still seeing a ton of brig and i play brig a couple times she's still good um so it looks like she didn't need armor to be good uh she's still pretty good uh but as far as the band heroes go if you didn't know um they were announced a little bit back may widow arissa and anna we didn't get any Genji bands, um, everyone's fine with the May band, even though we barely seen, barely seen May, May and Owl lately. Um, but these the bands are based off of uh, Grandmaster Ladder and Owl, so maybe it's maybe she's terrorizing the ladder a little bit. Uh, who knows? But yeah, we didn't see any Genji bands, so it looks like we'll we'll be seeing a Genji meta at least for these next two weeks before any Genji nerfs come. So. Could be exciting. We've we've got four games to pick here, Joe. Of course, I think I've got a hefty lead on you here after this last tournament, where I, I once, yeah, once got, got some more I, points than you. I think it's it's been pretty consistent. We've um, <laughs> uh, pretty consistently doing as far as that goes. So we're at like um, eighty nine to eighty one, I think. Okay, cool. Uh, so let's see if Joe can catch up here. I got first picks, I guess. Um, Absolutely. First game we're picking is Hong Joe Spark versus Soul Dynasty. Both these teams, I think Hong Joe Spark had an interesting uh, summer showdown because uh, at some point we were like, oh, now Hong Joe Spark's going to be a top tier team. And then they kind of fell off immediately. And we were like, oh, never mind. I guess not. Uh, whereas the Soul <laughs> Dynasty had a pretty bad summer showdown, <laughs> uh, to say the least, in comparison to the main melee where they almost took it all uh getting reverse swept of course against the shanghai dragons so this one should be a very interesting matchup i am going to be picking let's see 
I'll pick Hangzhou Spark for this one. I I, I don't know. I, I know I picked Seoul to be in the final four, but I'm still not too confident in Seoul's abilities to to take too many games here, at, especially when they don't matter. It seems like Seoul doesn't really care until they get into a tournament and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm going to go Hangzhou Spark. How about you, Joe? Which is fair, yeah. Uh, it, in fact, I think that's where that's where I'm leaning as well. Uh, you, you know, as as unfortunate as it is for me, I guess, uh, trying to win points <laughs> over you. But but yeah, I'm picking Hangzhou as well. Um, I think they're um, they have um, definitely a better history with uh, what I anticipate we'll see um, a lot of um, composition wise. I mean. Um, we, you know, Soul's not going to be able to play the Arisa Sigma, for example. Um, uh, Hangzhou, um, I, I think, really benefits when um, we're in sort of a divey meta, which I think I've said, which I think I said last time, and that only kind of was true. But, um, but being able to play that, I think, definitely is um, working into Hangzhou's strengths. Um, whereas we, we know. Um, when Seoul gets uncomfortable, they uh, they get very uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, I think that that may be a problem for them um, going into this week. Yeah, I I agree with you there. Um, moving on to Washington Justice first, the Toronto Defiant. Both of these teams actually had fairly impressive uh, summer showdown runs. Uh, not as far as the qualifying matches go uh, because Toronto was the 11th seed and Washington was the 13th seed. But once it came to the actual bracket, Washington was able to upset the Gladiators 3-1, to one, ended up falling to Shock 3-0, but the Defiant upset Valiant 3-1. to one. They, in a very close series, upset the two-seed Atlanta Reign 3-2, to two, uh, ended up falling to Fusion 3-0. So both these teams, uh, they got a little pep in their step after that. Summer Showdown. It seems like they are both fans of the Genji meta, especially Agilities in Toronto, uh, which is why I'm going to pick Toronto here. I think Toronto, I think Washington looked impressive, but I'm not sure if they take take the next step. I think Toronto definitely looks impressive in this meta uh, now that they realize, oh, it is a Genji meta. Agilities is dominating. Uh, I'm going to go Toronto with this one. Here you go, Joan. Um, yeah, I mean, again, I think uh, I think you're not wrong here. Uh, Washington definitely. Uh, uh, you, you, I mean, you're right. Both teams turning up, but um, as of late. But uh, yeah, Toronto. I've I've always thought um, they really have uh, the potential to do like better better than they uh, better than they have been uh, this season. I, I think is fair to say. But um, yeah, sticking with the pick here, I think. Um, there was something else I had thought of that was going to be relevant. Uh, excuse me. Oh yeah, Washington. Uh, I saw on on their social media. I think just today, uh, they made or a couple days ago they made some post about. Um, you, you know, we heard we heard uh, uh, that every team is, was going to have the chance to make the playoffs. <laughs> you know, it's like a like a, so you're saying there's a chance yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> just like play it into it but i think they're definitely going to have a, a long road ahead of them if it um if they end up heading that way but um but yeah i think uh starting off with um toronto at the beginning of the uh beginning of this tournament season 
series. I don't even know what to call it. Um, it's not going to help so much. Yep. Uh, Toronto's got an even. Uh, Toronto's got a nice tough matchup against Paris later in the weekend, which should be a very interesting watch as well. We are predicting that one. We're predicting Valiant and the Rain, two teams that did lose to Toronto in the uh, summer showdown, as I had mentioned. Uh, Atlanta had a very nice summer showdown qualifying match. Is getting that two seed looking pretty good, but I still think not performing that well against some of the top teams. I think both of these teams, not the biggest fans of the Genji meta. Uh, Valiant have been working so well. Their DPS has been working so well when Shax is able to play that Tracer, especially, uh, but this is not the Tracer meta. This is the Genji meta. Um, unfortunately for them, we have seen some tracer lately, but, uh, I, I, I don't know. I still think I still don't have that much confidence that Atlanta rain when facing these top teams can pull out the victories. Uh, even though I am impressed by Atlanta rain at times losing to Toronto, not great. Uh, I, I'm going to pick Valiant here. I've, I've liked Valiant overall this season a lot, obviously not great results from them in, in the summer showdown, but uh, I do think they can still beat Atlanta here in this matchup. You know, um, I'm afraid that uh, the the matches we picked this week, uh, we may have been thinking too similarly about. Oh, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've uh, I've not been impressed with the Atlanta Rain recently, um, and they have uh, absolutely they have strengths. We saw them especially at the beginning of the season. Um, definitely finding success um, with the kind of compositions they were able to play and the the way they were able, the ways they were able to execute them. But um, yeah, particularly recently, looking uh, looking pretty rough uh, for Atlanta. Um, uh, just as a as a team, uh, not not to come out so you know our, our preseason. Uh, oh yeah, you know number three North America easy. No, not not quite. <laughs> um, <laughs> even with um, you know big bright shining faces like Edison on the team like Baby Bay Gator and Hawk I mean it's a good team on paper but um, uh, but uh, not looking good recently and so yeah I think um, LA Valiant's um, got to give them the edge there um, and I imagine that sort of spoils my uh, pick for the next match too. yeah which is another Atlanta game against Florida Atlanta's got a little bit of a tougher schedule this time around I think that was the big reason why they were the two seed last time around uh, yeah, very easy schedule in the summer showdown. The countdown cup not going to be so easy for the Atlanta Rain. Uh, the Florida Mayhem did have a little bit of a dis- disappointing summer showdown um, for themselves, especially after getting second uh, in the May Melee and looking so good. Everyone was like, oh, this is a top team now. Uh, people are kind of worried about the Mayhem now, Joe. Uh, I, I I think there is a better chance Atlanta could beat the Mayhem than the Valiant, to be honest. I'm more hot on the Valiant lately than I am the Mayhem. Uh, but I still think the Mayhem are better than Atlanta as well. So I'm going to go Mayhem here. Joe? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I alluded to it already that, that I'm not going to disagree on this one either. Um, which, again, you know, uh, is not uh, perhaps not good strategy for what I'm trying to... <laughs> What I'm trying to out outthink you, but um, you call it a compliment, I Thanks. guess. Uh, <laughs> that, that I I like your picks so much um, that I'm going to copy them exactly, um, and yeah, give 
looking at Florida for the win here in week 24. Um, I think, uh, again, just for the sake of the inconsistency that we see in, um, that we've seen in North America lately, um, that I wouldn't be surprised at all if, um, if we see a different crop of teams, um, you know, sort of sticking their heads out, uh, here in July, um, you, you know, maybe it is, maybe it is Washington's month, you know, maybe, uh, maybe Atlanta are finally going to start, uh, sort of gaining their footing a little bit, but, um, uh, you know, what we have to work on is, uh, history and a hero pool and, and, uh, uh, not looking, not looking incredibly good, um, uh, I guess, again, for Atlanta is who we're talking about specifically now. Maybe it's uh, Boston. Joe, what do you want to think about that? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Boston's got a very, very tough schedule uh, This in the Countdown Cup, though. Uh, facing Shock, facing Fusion. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, it's. I'm excited to see who in NA is going to come out, come out on top of this time. I'm glad it's not just a dominant season from the Shock. Uh, which it seems like it was about to be, but the Paris Eternal came in with a huge upset. So get to be excited. We have Friday matches this week, though, so uh, make sure you're ready tomorrow night. Two matches, I believe, uh, for the first time in a while. So not just Saturday, Sunday. We got a, fr- we got a couple Friday matches, so that's exciting. But uh, that's all we got. That's all me and Joe got this week. Uh, so if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow my personal Twitter at JWGeorgeIV. Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. That's I-N-C. Our show has a Twitter. It's at On The Flank Show. You can keep up uh, with our predictions and picks there. Uh, you can email, email us on the flank show at gmail.com. Also, you can also tweet at us if you uh, have any questions, any topics you'd like us to talk about. Uh, you're listening to this one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, you go to, you can go to on-the-flank.pinecast.co or on iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Thank you guys for listening and enjoy the beginning of the Countdown Cup. <laughs>